spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the Thanksgiving Day special of uh, Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing great, buddy. How about yourself? Uh, not doing too bad. I have a three-day work week. I am pretty pretty pumped about that to be over. Obviously, this is going to come out post-Thanksgiving. How many days you got to work this week? Just three. I might leave a little early tomorrow, depending on when my, you know, when my work ends. So, but yeah, I have a three-day week also. Excellent. Thursday and Friday off. Yeah. Hell yeah. What what more could you ask for? Uh, I just want to say this. I don't know if even you're aware, but yeah, I hope everyone in the Midwest specifically is safe because, man, Minnesota is, has hella uh, Delta outbreaks right now, like, it's even affecting a lot of people at work, and I don't even remember that happening last year. So, uh, yeah, I hope everyone's safe uh, out there and doesn't end up sick. I don't know. How is it in uh, Arizona? Well, I mean, I guess last year COVID hit the, hit the Midwest super hard when it got cold. Yeah, COVID was a, a big thing during the summer here. Then it went down probably in February, March. It started going down. January hit really big. So there was like a camelback hump of COVID. So it hit really big during the summer and then it hit really big during the winter. And then we started going down, then Delta hit and it, no one really cares anymore though. So, you know, <laughs> you're not going to see anyone wearing masks unless they are forced to at work. So, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know this, uh, Delta must be quite a bit more contagious than the other one. That's what I yeah, heard. I, I don't know, but I know there's a lot of people who I actually you know, come in contact with who seem to be either they have it or their family members have it. So yeah, just uh, everyone be safe out there. And if you don't feel well, go to the goddamn doctor. But uh, anyway, Phil, with that out of the way, that's our little post Thanksgiving hope that you guys don't get sick. But yeah, we're gonna, we are on technically a little vacation here. Phil is going to be with his family. I'm going to be with my family. And we just decided we're just going to do a little banter episode today. We'll return to our regularly scheduled conspiracy horseshit next week. But <laughs> but but yeah, I am looking forward to being severely engorged come Thursday. Are, are you as well? Yes. So Thursday, we're not actually doing anything. Uh, Saturday is going to be our big day. That's the day we're all getting together. Oh, so. okay. Why the delay? Just so you can get your family together that day? Yeah, that's the day. So some of us has to work on Thursday and um, some of us have other Thanksgivings to go to. So we all decided that Saturday would be the day that we all all get together. All right. Uh, then nothing wrong with that. As long yeah. as you get really, well, I guess, well, it'll be okay for you because you're a bigger college football fan. So you guys can watch those games. 
Yep. So uh, last game of the season, Iowa plays Nebraska Friday night. Uh, the big game, Ohio State, Michigan, deciding the East is actually going to be on Saturday. So that's going to be a big one to watch. And it's uh, it's rivalry weekend for college football. So really good games. Okay. So what happens? This is purely hypothetical. If Minnesota was to beat Wisconsin, would Iowa thus win that side of the division? Yeah, so they would win the Big Ten West division if Wisconsin loses to Minnesota and Iowa beats Nebraska. So okay. those two things need to happen for Iowa to go to the Big Ten West. Do you uh, want that to championship. happen? I actually, I'm on the fence because it'd be great to see them go to the game. However, Ohio State would wear them like a fucking shoe and just stomp around all over the field. It would be <laughs> fucking bad. Like, it probably they'd probably drop 50 on them. Seeing like how Iowa's been playing. So. so you'd rather have Wisconsin get in there and get pounded. Yeah, I'd rather have Wisconsin get in there and take the beating. So that would be, yeah, ideal. Well, but I mean, it'd be great. Maybe they, you know, maybe they might win. Who knows? It's it's a any given Saturday situation with college football, really. So feels like this uh, season went really fast in college. Yes, it does. Um, it was a it was a weird season top 10 teams dropping every week. So if anyone's a college football fan out there, they know what I'm talking about. Uh, turbulent just couldn't, they, they just couldn't get a beat on like who are the top 10 teams, teams that dropped out of the top 10 that everyone thought was done are already back in the top three or four, like Oregon and Ohio state and Alabama too. They thought they were done and they snuck back in there. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I don't, I don't follow other sports, but college football and especially the NFL, there's been a lot of parity where it seems like that any team can just beat any other team this year. Like there's no just dominant force at all. It's I don't know why that is kind of interesting. I think it makes the sports a lot more enjoyable. Yes, it does, especially college football, when it there isn't just one or two dominant teams on top that you know are going to win. You know they're going to be the top one or two teams in the playoffs and just play each other. So that's really good that like you don't know. like Anything could happen next week or in the SEC championship. I mean, if, you know, if Alabama and Georgia, they could knock each other out for all we know. So they're probably both. Whichever one loses is probably also going to be in two. But it's one of those deals where if Georgia beats Alabama, they might not have enough juice to stay in the top four. So, like, that would be so crazy, a college pl- a college football playoff with no Alabama. So it's been just a, the norm since it started. <laughs> True. You, yeah. you'd, you'd assume Nick Saban has to retire at some point. Or I was like, well, would he ever try to go to the NFL again? But I don't think he would because he did kind of turn out to be a failure when he was coaching the Dolphins. No, he's a god. Same thing with Kirk Ferentz. He's a god in Alabama. Kirk Ferentz is a god in Iowa, and Nick Saban's a god in Alabama. So they're just going to, you know, stand pat. And they're making millions of dollars a year, too. So it's not a bad gig. Don't you think, though, okay, yes, they are, in fact, making millions of dollars. But for your own personal pride, wouldn't you think, since they are, I would assume, highly competitive, They'd want to try to prove themselves on a bigger stage. I mean, possibly if they were in their late 30s, early 40s, 
or even like early 50s. But I'm both of them are, you know, in their twilight of their coaching careers. You know, mo- a lot of head coaches will coach up into their, you know, late 60s, early 70s. But they're getting to that point now. So it's it's kind of one of those deals where they can just ride this out into retirement. You want to you want to hear the craziest shit I found out today. So, do you you know who the coach of the Minnesota Vikings is, right? I believe so. Mike yes. Zimmer. I I if I remember it, I think he's almost 70 or he's like 68 or something like that. Maybe he's not that old. I don't know. He's an old fart, but it was revealed today that his current ge- girlfriend is a fairly attractive Maxim model. I don't know how old she is. She looks like 30 to 40. But to I'm be like, a Maxim model. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine she's in her 30s or 40s. Yeah, and like people weren't believing it. And then this girl posted something on her social media confirming it. And then they've seen her on the sidelines or something at the uh, Vikings games. Okay. So well, good for him. I mean, <laughs> at least there's one winner on that team. So. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the state is celebrating the defeat of their rival, the Green Bay Packers. There's no better time of the year than when the Vikings beat the Packers. That is, uh, it's just, I don't know, just no better feeling in the world. Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers still out with COVID? No, he, uh, he only missed one game. Unfortunately, his 400 pages of whatever he looked up uh, did not protect him. Here's the thing. So the a lot of the NFL teams are getting hit with it now. Who was it? Harrison Smith, unvaccinated player on the team, got it, and he was out 10 days. They just put another big-name player who is unvaccinated on whatever their COVID reserve thingy is, so he could be out for a while. It's my feeling, and I think the Cardinals have been dealing with this too, one of these times... Kirk Cousins is going, something's going to happen, and then he's going to miss a game. I can almost guarantee by the end of the year. Yeah, Cardinals are doing really well, and then our star quarterback, Kyler Murray, went down. We have Colt McCoy in there right now. He's, uh, I think he might be 2-2 two and two as a starter. 2-1, two and so one, I saw. I, I, oh, 2-1? I thought they were 2-2, two and two. but the, uh, yeah, they've had some troubles there with uh, the injury bug. A lot of their top players are down right well, now. Has, no, so. no, I didn't. They have a, have to put a whole bunch of uh, players on COVID reserve. Oh, I didn't hear about that. No, maybe I just I'm heard thinking. That they were injured. Uh, maybe that was the Chargers. There's been Ooh, like been. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he's a huge, huge borderline QAnon vaccine conspiracy guy. He was out last week. Okay. But uh, yeah, he he's whatever. I don't know. He's an interesting character. But uh, but yeah, the NFL's uh, a lot of the players are getting it right now. Hopefully that subsides. Anyway, oh, but, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna bring up. So I did have the small town murder slash crime and sports live show this weekend that I went to, which was which was great. But kind of had a funny story. So. I don't know when the last time you used like a Lyft or an Uber was. Um, I used, well, I went on the the app. It was about 5.30 on a Friday night. So I could get to the show by, you know, before seven. And I tried to use Lyft. The, basically the fee for a Lyft from my house to Tempe 
was almost $50 just for the cheapest rate you could get. Just their standard ride out there. Why was it that much? I have no idea. But then I went and I just kind of downloaded Uber just for shits, just to see how much it was. So Uber saw that I was a new customer. They set my price at $17. So I was like, all right, sweet. The moment that I hit the confirm button on ordering that Uber, all of a sudden Lyft sends me all of these little emails saying that I'm a preferred customer and I'm, you know, like a super tipper and all of this stuff, like kissing my ass, uh, like little deals saying that like I'll get cheaper rates in the future. So I used Lyft that night. It was about when I went home that night, it was about 1030, 1045. I get on Lyft to take me from downtown Tempe to where my to where my house is. It had gone down from like the fifty dollars at five thirty in the afternoon down to twenty eight dollars at night. What the hell? Yeah. So basically, I think Lyft and Uber can see when someone basically like one of their customers uses the other one. I don't know if you've ever ran into that. I haven't. I usually only use. I haven't used in quite a long time, but I usually only use one of them. But that entrapment thing, I remember running into that. When I try to get a lift home from the fucking airport, they will rake your ass against the coals. If you want to oh, like yeah. Uber or Lyft pickup from the airport, I remember one time, like I didn't, I didn't live that far away from the airport. Usually it was like thirteen dollars or something. It was like fucking fifty five dollars. Yeah, exactly. It's they whenever you're in like the the airport circle, that's when they really jack up the rates on you. I've had a I. There was a lift that I was trying to order when I was at baggage claims. It was $43. When I went outside to where the the lift and Uber pickup areas are, it had went up to $89. Jesus. Holy yeah, shit. So it doubled. So ba- In the 20 feet that I walked, it had doubled. <laughs> so basically, they have slowly eroded like the taxi cab company. And now that they're dead, they can fucking price gouge yep just like netflix once they killed the the red the uh, blockbusters and the red boxes then they started raising their prices up slowly yeah and then all the other fucking ones did as well um i, I how was the show overall it was good i really enjoyed it um i'm a little pissed off at tempe improv so i showed up there i don't have any friends who actually listen to small town murder or crime and sports. So when I got there, I went to the the early show, which was crime and sports. They set me up next to an older lady who insisted on talking to me the entire time. And the people, they sat me back in the back of the stage at like one of those long tables. The couple that they sat next to me were, um, how do I put this? They weren't the most hygienic people that I had ever met on earth yeah that uh that can be an unpleasant experience especially i don't know if it was hot in that building or not but sometimes they get slightly ripe yeah it was uh no it's air conditioned in there and it's in the you know it's in the winter so it's it's cooled down by then but yeah it was uh it was a really good show they actually did since they were in their hometown they did uh a really good episode they did daryl strawberry ah okay yeah all right really good one i remember him Yep. And uh, at the end of the show, he basically, he did, uh, you know how he does the voices, like the shawarma man? Yeah. And uh, 
He did all of them. He did every single one of them that he does like in a row. So when he did Vince McMahon, it, it popped the crowd really loud. It was great. <laughs> you know what? Actually, speaking of the uh, unhygienic people, this is kind of completely irrelevant to that. But, you know, I work with a, a lot of nurses. They all have children and whatever. And yeah. just today we were talking about how, and I don't remember this happening in our school, but like it's fashionable now to come to school in your sweatpants, basically. I I see a lot of the younger people who have started working where I work. Um, a lot of the guys in their like early 20s, mid 20s, a lot of them just kind of wear sweatpants everywhere. It's kind of a weird thing because we don't have a dress code. We kind of have an unwritten dress code that a lot of the older people kind of have set from when they were, you know, starting to work there. So, yeah, I do see a lot of young people just kind of like and at the bars too. a lot of people wear sweatpants. Yeah, it it's interesting because here's the thing, though. Sweatpants, uh, generally speaking, are supposed to be kind of a cheap pair of clothing. That's how they were, they kind of were when we were that age. You know, uh, yeah. you get the champions that are like, fuck, ten dollars or whatever. But now the sweatpants have evolved and they have quite a racket going you know, you go into Lululemon or something, you are paying quite a bit of money for a pair of sweatpants or a pair of yoga pants. Yeah. Well, I remember when we were like kids and teenagers, basically they would do that with jeans where they would, they'd basically make the cheapest pair of jeans possible that they could. Then they would slap, you know, like a label on it that was, you know, some famous brand or some really like it's supposed to be like a like a high fashion brand or whatever and they would charge like 150 bucks i remember there was a guy i worked with who actually he ripped his jeans because he got them caught on the corner of a table and he's like oh i can't believe it these are my nice jeans and i said well they're also probably your cheapest jeans he's like these are 180 bucks i was like look at the fucking look at the material it's paper thin like it's going to rip they well, make it out of the they make it as cheaply as possible and then sell it to you for, you know, hundreds of dollars, 180 bucks. Okay, I'm going to have a rebuttal for you. So, okay. uh, I number 1, that guy was an idiot. You don't wear your nice jeans to a factory basically. I don't know why oh, that This hell was you... when I worked at a Jimmy John's. Oh, okay. Still, yeah. I wouldn't either. Any job, even if I'm working at home on stuff or I'm at a job, where it doesn't require a dress uniform, I'm wearing the cheapest, shittiest pants I can buy, basically. At my yep. old job, I remember on Amazon, I bought, I think they're like $12 pants from, I don't know, even know, maybe like Lee's or some shit like that, because I knew they'd get fucked up one way or the other. Um, and But I have heard in defense from a lot of people some jeans, if you pay the money for them, you they will last longer and they're a lot more comfortable. I have not bought, I guess the most, I used to specifically like this one type of jean. Um, Levi's are pretty expensive. I think they were like $50 a piece. Uh, okay. They, they did last well. Unfortunately, through last year and this year, I had put on a little weight and they don't fit anymore. <laughs> So I did get some cheapy jeans, uh, but they do. I think that might be going around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, speaking of that too. Uh, so I finally 
got another gym membership. I earlier last week I gotten it. I had went twice. Somehow I don't even know how I managed to, but I was able to get some running done, right? I yeah. di- I did it two days in a row. I was feeling fine. I go into work Monday. My shins hurt, you know, that's pretty common. Not a big deal. But I don't know what I did to my hip. But holy shit. Something I hurt my hip somehow and it's really annoying. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's probably just you haven't exercised in a while and you're just your body's trying to get back into it now. Yeah, I Do you I, I oh I was going to ask quick. Are you guys like at the gyms still wearing masks out there or Not here, no. Oh, that's good. I uh yeah, I there's a few people who are in there. It was really weird. I I was in the gym. Now this just seems awkward to me, but I'm in there. One guy's working out. I'm assuming it's his girlfriend there, and she's like coughing up a storm sitting in there, and I'm just like, "Do you have to sit in here and do that? Can you like go outside and do that?" Like, I don't know. But at least it's it, it seems like it's a very clean gym and everybody at least sanitizes the machines and all that. And I haven't been there. I don't like to go during like peak hours. So usually yeah. when I'm there, nobody is around me. So uh, there's that as well. Yeah, I have trouble because it seems like when I want to go to the gym, it happens to be always when it's peak hours. But it's always Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right after work is when they're like they're at their worst. And that's always when I feel like going to the gym. So basically, there's no machines available. Everyone's packed in there like rats. It's it's just not good. And I mean, it's a huge gym, but it's it's in one of those basically like a, an old mini mall store turned into a gym. But ah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an EOS Fitness out here in Phoenix. So yeah, I don't think we have those here. Uh, I went to Anytime. I think those are nationwide. But, yeah, uh, well, those are the ones that are basically don't have any workers there, right? You just kind uh, of yes, they do, but they're like they're only there during bankers' hours. Yeah, this is the kind of gym where they hire the people to uh, try to convince you to get a personal trainer. Yeah, and oh, they you know. do that. They do that here too. Okay, yeah, like uh, so they have courses or they have like classes you can sign up for and take. Um. They have personal, I have two free personal training sessions, but I don't, I, I mean, I'm, when I'm at the gym, I don't like to be bothered. That's just no, me. me I, I just listen to my podcast. Um, they have really nice treadmills that have like TV and you can sync up your, your like login and you can automatically have your Netflix and shit on there. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was literally watching a horror movie uh, last <laughs> time I was there. Uh, but that's just my preference. But, uh, but yeah, they like next week I'm having, I guessing they do it as like free for when you sign up. It's like this, he explained it. It's a big thing. It's going to say like the body mass index, how much Ah. fat you have, how much, uh, muscle you have, where your fat goes, uh, from your body type where your muscle goes from your body type, like all shit like that. 
They did that to me too. So when I first signed up, I told them, no, no, I don't want it. I tried to avoid it, tried to avoid it. Then they had the largest human being I had ever seen come over, shake my hand. And his hand was like, it was like shaking hands with someone wearing a catcher's mitt, like this gigantic man. And he's just telling me, so what we're going to do is blah, blah, blah. The, 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 you, you stand on the thing with your bare feet and it does like the electricity through your body. It looks at your, all your fat and everything. And I was just like, okay whatever you say dude like just jesus just don't fucking throw me through they the fucking intimidated wall. you into doing it oh yeah they knew exactly who to bring over they bring over the most intimidating dude when someone doesn't want to do it but then i ended up telling the dude i was like listen i just want to come in here work out kind of when i have free time i just want to lose a little weight gain a little muscle like i don't want to you know he's like oh man that's cool that's cool we'll just do this and then it's over and then i won't bother you about it again and i haven't gotten bothered about it since but all right. Yeah. Well, okay. Did it, did the description, because I'm kind of curious. I've never done this to myself. Um, so I'm kind of curious. Did it kind of tell you how your body works? So I've got mine actually right here. I just had it kind of sitting with my mail. And it it says uh, some of the little deals are it gives you lean body mass, body fat mass, um, visceral fat level, uh, skeletal muscle mass. Some of all the things, it just tells you like what kind of fat you have, where you store your fats. Um, it tells you what type of body you have. It tells you like your overall health, um, whether your levels are optimal, whether they're high. And it tells you like your different body parts, like where your, you know, like, oh, you have a lot of fat in your, you know, your upper body, not a lot in your lower body, that kind of stuff. So it tells you, it also tells you like how many calories you should eat a day along with exercising and how much fat. So gives and, you gives you all your like your rundown of your stats. So it kind of helps you if you want to like work out. Okay. Better, were smart. Were you um were you happy with your results or or upset? I don't think anyone who takes this is ever going to be happy with their results. <laughs> so I don't think they I think they might rig the machine a little bit. I know that I'm 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 in pretty decent shape. I'm one of those people who carries all the fat like in my, the guy was saying, so. basically you carry a lot of fat. Like some people carry all the fat on the outside and some people carry them in like around their organs. Like they basically constrict around their organs. So it doesn't look like you're out of shape, but really you might as well be like a 300 pound dude. You know, he's saying basically your levels are saying that even though you feel good and you look skinny, you're actually like, you might as well be 250 pounds with as much fat as you carry around your organs, that kind of stuff under the skin stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Did, uh, well, I mean, have you, uh, I mean, when have you been going to the gym regularly? Probably not as much as I would like to. I go, I try to go at least twice a week. I usually end up going maybe once a week, once every two weeks. So my job really like tires the shit out of me though. So sometimes I just get, want to get home and just sit because yeah. I'm fucking exhausted. And I have kind of a high, you know, like when I'm working, I, you know, I'm up and down. I'm kind of running around doing a lot of stuff, doing a lot of work. So I don't really worry about it too much. If I had a sit down job where I just kind of sat behind a computer all day, I'd probably try to go at least four times a week. Yeah. Do you do? So what kind of uh, this might uh, relate into how cheap I can be is what really pushed me over the edge was when I found I remembered that 
your health insurance will give you reimbursement for going. So more or less, I will, as long as I go X amount of times per month, I'll be getting basically half the membership paid for. Do you have to show proof that you go or can you just lie on that? Uh, I'm pretty sure your little door thingy that lets you in is connected to that. Oh, so it's okay. I gotcha. So I guess I'm not, I can't confirm this. I, at my old gym, I'd see people like come hit the door thing and then just leave. And I, it took me a while to figure out what they're doing, but I think they were Ah. lying about how many times they were at the gym. Wow. This is great. Sandra goes to the gym 12 times a week. <laughs> she just clicks it every time she walks out, the, <laughs> uh, walks out of the office, just clicks it. But I I, uh, I do want to get back, maybe not as much as I used to go, because I used to go like five days a week. But yeah. uh, I, I would like to just, since I quit going, I've put on probably about 25-ish pounds. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So it it's weird because how can I say this? Like my body doesn't necessarily look that different, but I almost wonder if the muscle that I had put on had slowly deteriorated and then mm. the fat kind of took its place. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of things too. A lot of people think that it's just around their waist, like the fat really like me. Like you can tell when I'm starting to, you know, put on more weight because you can see it in my face and my neck. That's the first places you start to see it. So like, it's not like you notice that all your clothes fit differently. It's not just like your pants, you know, or around your waist with your shirt. It's like your shirt doesn't fit right on your shoulders either. It starts to creep up a little bit. So, yeah. So I don't think I'm in as bad a shape as I thought I was because I could actually still kind of run okay as long as I didn't injure my muscles but yeah. uh but yeah I don't have the endurance I did uh you know I could do this is just me I my short Norwegian legs don't work <laughs> as good as some other people but running was very difficult for me but usually I could do man mile mile and a half a day without injuring myself when I was doing it regularly because I'd usually always try to do at least a mile and then lift weights or at least walk like a mile or two and then lift weights so uh that part of me is not too bad I haven't tried to lift yet okay yeah I um well I did I, I didn't really ever work out until I joined the military and then they kind of you know they run you to death during basic and you know have you do push-ups all the time so and then I just kind of maintained it for a couple of years after that. But then it just, as I got older, it just slowly built up and built up to the point where I need to, I definitely, since pandemic started, so I was doing really good up until then. And then all the gyms closed and then, you know, everything went to shit. Everyone started staying at home and eating all the time. Um, I'm probably about 15 pounds I could lose and then try to like, you know, turn that into muscle and whatnot. But yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of hard. Well, I mean, it's easier now, now that everything's opening back up. It was really hard a year ago, especially that November, December, January timeframe when everyone was freaking out and no one was leaving their homes. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I guess 
a lot of people did, interestingly, like, I almost think the the quarantines and stuff might have helped prop up that Peloton bike. Oh, yeah. Dude, every... I've heard of so many people buying that, and I've heard it's not really that expensive, but I I don't know. I I kind of want to do more than just running constantly. Yeah, or I imagine a lot of people use those as a clothes rack now, though. <laughs> like a lot of people bought them. A lot of times, those like the bikes and the you know all of the like workout equipment that people buy for their homes a lot of times just kind of turns into people like put boxes and shit on it you know it gets hidden away in a corner somewhere they never use it yeah it's harder i feel like it's harder to be motivated at home i don't think that's obviously it's not true for everybody but like you're at home the comfort of your home all you want to do is like sit down or relax and uh it's it's harder to get up and do that stuff versus we actually have to physically drive to a location or walk or whatever and use the equipment I, there. I was going to say, speaking of sitting down and relaxing, I don't know if you still have Netflix. Did you see that the live action Cowboy Bebop is on Netflix now? I have not. Yeah, I actually started watching that. Uh, it's pretty good. I know you guys used to watch that when you were when you were younger, you and Eric and a few of the other ones. Yeah, the... It's funny because most of those anime live action movies have been like god awful. So I don't know. I don't know how it compares to the show. There's no way they could fit the whole show in a movie. I don't know what this is. This is a a series, actually. Oh, it's a whole series. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a whole season that they just put out for Cowboy Bebop. I've been like anime has been what I've been watching constantly lately. I don't know. Why is probably just, uh, I seem to get on these kicks where I just continuously keep watching a certain genre of something. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, right now, actually, I was looking for it because I was trying to see if there was anything. I've been, I've been waiting a long time for like the series that I had been watching to put out a new season. So, what's that? Oh, uh, there's a few. There's some on Amazon, there's some on Netflix. I'm just kind of waiting for the new ones to come out. There's a bunch of them. But I just kind of found that the other night while I was scrolling through and it looked pretty interesting because I know you guys used to talk about it a lot. Basically, he's like a mercenary and he's doing all these jobs and trying to, you know, catch all these bad guys, basically. Yeah, he's a spaceship space bounty hunter. Yeah, he's a bounty hunter. Uh, I don't know. I just was seeing if you had seen it because it is a pretty good show. It's got the, the dude from Harold and Kumar. He plays the the main mercenary guy. Uh, Spike? Um, the guy who plays Harold. I don't know what his, uh, the actor's name is, but... Uh, yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I, is his character's name Spike, though? Because that's the main oh. character of Cowboy Bebop. His, so I've only watched a few episodes. I don't know, I haven't heard his name come up yet. But, they all call him Cowboy. So I don't know exactly. They might have called him Spike, I just didn't catch it. Is there a Corgi in it yet? A corgi? I don't think so. Okay. I haven't seen a dog pop up in it yet. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he'll probably be coming. And then I wish I could remember everybody's name. They, Spike's the main character. Are you talking about corgi as in like a dog or yeah. a character named corgi? No, a dog. Oh, no, I haven't seen any dogs in it yet. No. The corgi is uh, one of the main characters in the anime series. Oh, okay. You no, I haven't seen any dogs pop up yet. I can't remember the goddamn dog. Usually it's Spike, 
there is I cannot remember her name. I think it's Valentine is the girl and then there She's also a bounty hunter? Uh yes. Yeah, she's shown up. Then there's an older bald man, kind of bald man. Was there a a big black dude with like prosthetic arms? I can't remember. Was he a bad guy? No, he's a good guy. Uh so far he's a good guy. He's kind of like the pilot of the ship. He oh yes, is, yes. He's a main character too. Yep, yep. That must be the old guy with the, does he have like a cul-de-sac haircut? I think so. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. And then there's the young I think it's a boy, but I when I watched the show I always thought it was a girl. Uh I can't remember what her name is. It has big ass glasses or like uh pilot glasses almost oh kind of like the goggles yeah yeah is are they in the show no i haven't seen that character yet no okay all right well uh maybe i'll have to check that out i actually i'm watching bleach currently i'm trying to finish all that um Mm. i'm almost there but i i felt like kind of re-watching cowboy bebop the anime because i think it's only 24 episodes in the whole series i believe Okay. So it yeah, I've never three. actually, I've never watched like f- a full episode of the anime, but I'm about three episodes in on the show now. So yeah, the nice thing about anime is, man, you can it, if they're usually like uh, 20, 22 minutes long, you can burn through those like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's that's how I've been doing. Uh, whenever I need something on in the background, I just throw Seinfeld on, and I have that on. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Uh yeah, two actually two of my favorite animes new seasons are starting this or next month and January, so that'll be pretty awesome. Yeah, you you've never really been super into anime, have you, outside of maybe Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, just Dragon Ball Z. That's all that's really all I've ever watched. Um I'm not huge into like cartoons though. So not what really What do you mean? You love F is for family and Oh, Bojack. I like those. I like the I like the Family Guy style, like the adult cartoons, the funny ones. Yeah, I like those, but uh, not really the anime ones. I except for there was a Star Wars Clone Wars um, before the CGI one. There was a cartoon that was actually pretty good. I I, I think I only attempted to watch the CGI one. Okay, I don't. Where can you even watch the cartoon one? It was on TV back back between episodes two and three. They had it on. So they actually ended it with right before episode three started. They actually ended it um, basically where they were chasing down the the big robot dude with like the six arms. Oh, Grievous. Grievous. Yeah. Yeah. They were they ended it where they were chasing him down and Obi-Wan Kenobi had just like injured his chest. And that's kind of where they ended it as the emperor was being, or well, you know, he was, he wasn't the emperor at that time. He was the spoiler alert. He he was the, uh, the chancellor or whatever, dude. But yeah, that's kind of where they ended it. So, uh, didn't that Boba Fett show, isn't that on Disney plus right now? Or am I, is that not been out yet? The, the Mandalorian is in season three. I believe they're coming up on season three, maybe. Why do you remember the Boba Fett spinoff show? No, I don't. I didn't know there was a Boba Fett spinoff show. Yeah, they. It might be called like the Book of Fett or some shit like that. Um, okay, I don't okay. have Disney Plus, so they haven't really released. Sure. They haven't released 
the third season of The Mandalorian yet, right? No, I think that one's next. I think that one's coming up. And then the new Game of Thrones is coming out soon, I believe, as well. January, yeah. Is it January? Okay. January or February, but it's soon. I thought it was going to be late next year, early 2023, but it's it's coming up next year, so I might actually get HBO for that one. Hopefully, crossing my fingers, it's good. So... Yeah, I, it's hard to tell. Uh, obviously, I love Game of Thrones. I hated the ending. I think you kind of did too. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, what is it? It is hundreds of years before all of that, I think. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, basically during like a civil war between all of the, like the, the main family, Daenerys' family. Yeah, the Targaryens. The Targaryens, yeah. I that did was... you. Did you know Dexter came back? No, I didn't know Dexter came back. I just saw that on one of my streaming apps that Dexter had popped up on there, though. The yeah. whole seasons. Uh, apparently, they started a brand new season. Oh, okay. No, I hadn't heard that. That show hasn't been on forever. It, I uh, Michael C. Hall, I think that's his name. Uh, well, first off, I think the show kind of got bad. And number two, he had uh, blood cancer, I believe. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. I just know that it kind of ended abruptly. Yeah, I, I've never watched the show. I've heard the first few seasons are very good. Yeah, I used to, when I lived at your house, I, I used to watch that. So me and Shayna would basically just like throw in like series of stuff. So we would watch like, because you know how we had like Heroes, we had Dexter at the house, we had all that stuff. So we used to watch like a lot of that stuff. Dude, you and I used to sit and fucking tear up Heroes, didn't we? Oh, yeah. That was a great show up until they fucking ruined it with their shit writing. (laughs) Yeah, it's... God, what was that? When they took away Peter Petrelli's powers, it kind of got shit. And made it so that his powers were only, like, you know, relevant to the episode. But they were probably worried about him becoming, like, God mode, pretty much. Him becoming too powerful. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Do you did you I don't remember what it was called, but it was like one of the very last seasons of Heroes and it ended with uh Hayden Penetier. I don't remember what her name was in the show, the like girl who healed really fast. Yeah. Um it like ended with her jumping off of something, all her bones are sticking out, and then there's just like people everywhere watching her. And basically announcing that heroes exist or whatever. Oh, when she gets up. Yeah. 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 And then it just never came back again. Yeah. They just kind of killed it. It was, it it started out with so much promise and then it just fucking died. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. It's too bad. It, I don't think, I don't think they can ever bring that back to be honest with you. I think it's just kind of uh, dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, it was a great show. the The writer strike really hurt that one, though. I they had that writer strike, that. and they still tried to put on the show, even though it was just poorly written. After that, so yeah, it's uh, it's too bad. I any other shows you've been watching in the recent history that you would uh, recommend to people? Ooh, um, not really. Uh, oh, the Wheel of Time. Uh, some people I've read reviews of that they really don't like it. The new Amazon show. They dropped three episodes last Friday. Actually, as of recording, as of uh, when this gets published, the 
the next episode's going to come out. They come out every Friday. It was, it looks like it's going somewhere. A lot of people are a little worried about it. Like it doesn't seem like it's moving very, very well, but I think that's why they put out all three of those first three episodes. And the was wheel to of kind time. of like build it up a little bit. Wheel of time. I, I don't know if I've ever even, maybe I've seen that on, like, what is the premise? Um, Ooh, there's basically this, uh, it's kind of like this ma- people, there's like this magical force and there's kind of like an awakening where there's going to be like a hero that helps fight against these evil, like the faceless man, basically, and his army of evil monsters. And there's four people who are traveling to go meet with all of the witches. And basically, they're trying to figure out who the main character is, or, you know, they're trying to figure out who the main good guy is going to be you know, who's the most powerful one is going to be. They're trying to figure out if they can trust the lady who's taking them there, that kind of situation. So right now at this point. Does it have anything to do with like time travel or that? It might in the future. I have no idea. Apparently it was like a book. So Hmm. it's one of those deals where Amazon was putting it out as in, as like an answer to Game of Thrones, but it's taken them this long to make it. So everyone's kind of forgotten about Game of Thrones, I, but it seems like it seems like it's getting mixed reviews. So I have no idea whether Jeff Bezos is going to keep it, you know, <laughs> keep it going because it looks like it's an expensive show to make. Well, I don't know if it's just me, but I do not like time travel stuff like in video games, mm. in movies. I just TV shows, something about it just like turns me off. I don't like it. The problem is when a TV show or a series, anything, when they start dealing with time travel, it usually means that they're out of ideas or that they've killed off their best characters and they're trying to bring them back in some way. Yeah, that's usually what it means. It's I, I like to refer to it usually like the term jumping the shark. Whenever I see time travel, I'm just like throw the remote like, no, nope, they jumped the shark like that's it. Here it comes. And then it gets really bad after that. So that's how Star Trek Enterprise was when they started doing all the time travel stuff. They basically had nothing else to do. Was Enterprise the one? No, I'm thinking of Voyager. That's the one where they get lost like deep in space, right? Voyager is the one where they get lost deep in space. Enterprise was the, the one where it's the ship when they just first started to get like the warp drives. That's uh, gotcha. like the, really like the humans got really good ships for the first time. It was before the Captain Kirk uh, series, the Star Trek series. It's supposed to be like a prequel series. Okay. Yeah. I, ugh, I don't, it just seems to like overly complicate things. I don't like time travel and I don't like when there's like gods in shows either. Um, like Omni present beings that just can't be killed or any you know what i'm saying i hate that yeah supernatural the show on cw was guilty of that like a couple times during their series where they had these gods and it's like oh it's an insurmountable you know odds situation for the two main characters and then somehow they overcome it and it's like well great now what do they do they just beat god you know (laughs) or they just beat satan okay now the demons that they fight week in and week out don't seem that fearsome. Now the vampires that they kill, all of a sudden they kill, um, all of a sudden they trap Lucifer in hell. And then those demons that it used to take them like, oh, it's the fight of their life against these demons. Now they're just, you know, taking them out one by one, 
you know, yeah. they're taking him on 20 at a time. That's a, that's a good point, actually. When, like, a bad guy becomes too powerful. Uh, yeah. You know what's funny, actually, that I say that? Uh, animes are literally guilty of this shit all the time. I mean, think about Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball that, Z. That entire show exists based on people who are continuously stronger than Goku, who is, like, literally a god at this point. Um, I don't know if you ever watched Dragon Ball Super, but... I have watched a few of the episodes. Is that the one? One of them is where Frieza comes back in his golden form. Yep, yep. Yeah. And it's like... Goku, so they have Super Saiyan God is their new form. They're teaming up slash fighting the God of Destruction. And then they have the, like, God of all universes who can, like, yep. kill everybody instantly. And it's just like, okay, we're, you can't, like, you you can't do anything from this point. Where I mean, is there a God of the God of universes? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's one of those rules where everyone has a boss. Like, because the the situation was Vegeta showed up and it's like, oh shit, this Vegeta guy, he's, you know, the strongest opponent Goku's ever faced. Then it's like, oh, Vegeta's just like the the first guy to show up and then Frieza's coming. You know, like one of those situations. So Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Frieza saga or even the Cell saga. Uh, very good because I think it was kind of a linear progression and it made sense why they were getting more powerful and why the main heroes were getting more powerful except for Tien who is pathetic constantly Um, but and then it just kind of gets really silly I do like how some of the friends who were powerful at the beginning of the series like Tien and Krillin were basically non-characters by the end of the, the series Pretty much after the Majin Buu saga, Goku, Vegeta, and all the other Saiyans were so powerful that Krillin basically just grew his hair out and said, fuck it, I'm not fighting it anymore. <laughs> There's nothing I can well, do. Well, I haven't watched super far into Dragon Ball Super, but it seems like they have, quote unquote, discovered a new power that makes them all almost as powerful as Goku. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> okay, so, well, right? It's just it's just kind of stupid. Uh, but you know what? Obviously, I think Dragon Ball Super was very clearly a cash grab. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that it's only stupid when they stop making money. Yeah, so, exactly. That situation. Uh, but oh. but yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's how that goes. Anyway, uh, go uh, ahead. One quick thing before. I don't know if we're like, cutting out. I was going to say really quick. Uh, had a big weekend this weekend, not a, not only for the live show, but uh, speaking of spending money. So I was actually Saturday morning. I took my car in because it failed its emissions because of a, a trouble code that had popped. So I had tried to get that code like just either fixed or taken off, figure out what's wrong with it. Basically, the shop had told me that it has three other trouble codes that are fucked up on it. And including the, the new tire that I found out that I needed because I had a, a big split in my tire. They said it was basically going to cost me like $1,500 to $2,000 to completely like fix my car enough to where it would pass emissions. And I could get registration after that. So I figured out, well, my car is not worth it and I need a new one anyway. I went and I, uh, I actually bought a new car uh, that day on that Saturday. 
but I just was like blown away. I I've never really bought a car before. I bought like one vehicle in my life from a dealership. I could not believe how, like, I don't know what it actually feels like to be like a really good looking person or like a, you know, like a hot chick, but I imagine it must feel as if someone's trying to sell you a car because you've never been in a situation where it's like, basically someone's always like making sure you have, you're comfortable. Like you have water, like they're laughing at all of your like stupid little jokes, all of that stuff. So I just like, I made an observation this weekend where it's kind of weird. You never really feel like that, you know? Interesting. That, I've got to say, that's an interesting perspective there. First up, before I comment here, uh, what hoopty did you buy, Phil? I bought a, it's a 2013 Buick Serrano. All right. Serrano. Going Buick back, Serrano. Going back to the Buick Oldsmobile family there. Uh, yeah. You know what? It's, you always... it's definitely kind of an older people's car. But it looks really cool. I like, it's like it. It's a, got all the cool. It's got all the cool things. It has like the. Uh, it it hooks up to your phone like Bluetooth. Hell yeah! It has the push button start and everything. It's probably the fanciest car I've ever owned. Is so that is I like that? Is that the one that looks like a mini SUV kinda? No, it's a it's a sedan. It's a sedan. Okay, yep. I know I've driven those before. They are Buick's pretty good company. Uh, they've tried to like project the image that they're not <laughs> for old people anymore but i don't think you can ever live that down to be honest with you no and they are trying to project the image too that they're not like just the cheap shitty car like they were back in the 90s like they basically like they made the car a lot bigger and a lot better looking than those 90 version buicks <laughs> which yeah. is what i owned i owned one of those buicks when i was in high school I didn't, I didn't actually buy it. It was a farm car, so it was just a hand-me-down. But I own that. Remember that Buick Skylark I own? Oh, yeah. I thought that was like the coolest car when I was 17, 18 years old. Now I look back. So I actually like looked up what one looked like. And I look back and I'm like, oh, man, that was the ugliest fucking car I'd ever <laughs> seen. But it's because all 90s cars are ugly if you you know look back on them now. Yeah, yeah. Ac absolutely. My... Uh... Cavalier 92 Cavalier quite hideous as well. Uh, yeah, so, we we tore up the back roads in that fucker though. That was is a dependable car. It was good for that. Here's what yeah. I was gonna say though. It's interesting that was how you felt about it when I bought my car, or even dealing with salesmen in any profession, uh, car salesman, whatever salesman, I cannot stand that attention i want to yeah. just like expedite this shit as quick as possible so i don't have to talk to you anymore like maybe that's just my personality but it's like motherfucker don't worry about if i need water or not just sign get this paperwork so i can get the hell out of here yeah that's kind of how i was feeling too just you know it would usually be one of those situations where they're trying to just not get you to leave and i'm just like no i want this car just let's let's move this along you know, let's figure this out. Yeah, so. I. it's like, your fucking warranty, I don't give a shit. Your whatever service you offer, don't give a shit. Uh, your special deal with your financer, whatever, just like, let's just get that done. I don't care. Uh, some people love to be wined and dined like that. I hate it. Yeah, it is. it is definitely a weird feeling, especially when you're used to just kind of, 
you know, walking into a store, no attention. It's great. You're just under the radar. Just grid what you need and get out. It, there, it, yeah. There has been a new predator, a new shark that has been getting me lately. So because I'm kind of been uh, remodeling my house a little bit, been yeah. to the Home Depot quite a few times. Now, I don't know what the fuck they're trying to accomplish with this, but they set up their poor, poor employees to approach random people and be like, hey, how old's your furnace? Or how old's your air conditioner? And I'm just like, oh, no, no. I just want to get <laughs> my fucking paintbrushes and get out of here. So, yeah. luckily, I my furnace in this house is literally like a year or two old. So, when you tell them that, they're instantly like, oh, so I suppose you don't need all these services. And he's like, do you want to come look at uh, this, this, and this? I'm like, No. I'm not interested. I've gotten that like two or three times now. Just like, leave me alone, man. I don't want, I hate that so much. Yeah, I'm still still renting, so I don't need to go to Home Depot that often. So I guess I'm lucky about that. But yeah, well, I'm the thing that really gets me is when you sign up for, so whenever you're like looking for something on the internet, trying to buy something or you go to a store and they need your email address for something like yeah. when you do something like a, make a big purchase or have a service or something like that. Then all of a sudden, all of the emails that you get and every advertisement that you see on the internet is just for the thing that you, like you just purchased it. They know you just bought it, but they think, Oh, maybe he wants to buy another one, you know, yeah. like whatever you buy. So it's funny you speak of that. Um, I bought, Hot Topic, like a month ago, is having kind of a good deal on t-shirts, whatever, right? So I got, yep. like, uh, a couple anime ones I like. I got a Alien one. I got a American Horror Story shirt. And I got a Squid Game shirt, right? Okay. Um, and ever since I purchased that, now, like, four times a day, I get emails from Hot Topic telling me about their Flash deals and asking me if I would like to buy more shirts. Like... It's borderline harassment at this point. Yeah, I've been to Hot Topic maybe like twice to buy, just like look at t-shirts or buy something. Usually it's for t-shirts. But every time they ask me for my phone number, I give them a fake one. Email, I give them a fake one. Because they are, I know that I've heard that those types of stores, like the little boutique stores, are the worst about selling your information. You know what? I, I actually... Uh, some of my coworkers used to work for Hot Topic. How much? Th- now, obviously, this has probably changed slightly. Uh, one of them was the assistant store manager. Okay, All how right. much an hour do you think they were paying them? Assistant store manager. Yeah, I would say fifteen dollars an hour. It was like twelve fifty an hour. Poof, yeah, Jesus. just like what Good the Lord. fuck. Well, yeah, it's like, I can't imagine that store makes that little money. Like, if you're a regular store employee, probably getting, like, maybe $10 an hour if you're lucky. They somehow find a way to pay you less than minimum wage. No, no, you work on tips. You work yeah. mostly on tips. That's how <laughs> it, <laughs> That's it, how this works. It is funny. Um, the There's been a big dynamic shift Uh you know, because of all the unemployment from last year, this year, uh, the business is kind of restarting up. Have you noticed the big trend that places are having trouble hiring? Now, 
I I don't I assume a lot of that is because people who are looking for a job got a job that maybe they're comfortable with the pay and a lot of the jobs that uh, are offering lower wages you know like uh it's kind of the jobs where like high school kids work at and they you know they're like oh you only need nine dollars an hour why we make multi-millions and yeah. I don't think people are like putting up with that shit anymore do you know what I mean well, I think the big thing was a lot of people were being stayed to pay were being paid to stay home for so long that a lot of them are just starting to now kind of emerge back into the job market. Also, well, a lot of people are seeing all these help wanted signs and they're shopping around for a better place to work. So yeah, a lot that, of people quit just to find a better job. Okay, so I know for certain the unemployment thing ended was it September 1st? Um, so yeah, you basically had to look for a job at that point, but, uh, yeah, I've heard the term, what do they call it? Job hunt? No, like, uh, pay hunters or something like that. Where basically they're like, yeah, these people are leaving because they found a better paying job. Um, and you see, you got to feel kind of bad for the business owners, but also it's like. Why don't you just offer a more competitive wage and then <laughs> the workers will come? It seems like pretty easy economics. So I have heard of places where they're trying to offer bonuses to new employees. So what happens is someone will come, you know, become a new employee. They'll end up taking like the thousand or two thousand dollars, whatever ah. it is, staying a week or two and then just bailing on them. So they're t- they're just bonus hunting basically. Well, here's they're just the th- out there trying to get the bonuses. This is interesting because the bonus hire on thing is actually a trick to pay you a less hourly wage, right? Because you you get presented with this. Oh, look at this sign on bonus, and I think it, people would much prefer to have just a higher average hourly wage unless your salary. Uh, do you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. And also kind of, I've heard about a big drain on the workers who are still there. So now that the, these stores or these places to work at don't have a lot of people working there, the people who are still there have to pick up the slack and then they come back and say, well, I've been working all of this. You're not offering overtime and you're not giving me a pay increase. And they're like, whoa, whoa, we, we, we can't offer you a pay increase. We're barely staying afloat as it is, even though they're doing more business than they used to do yeah. with less workers because they have you picking up the slack. You yeah. Know? Um, I have heard a lot of these jobs. So like a lot of people are quitting for that reason because they're like the whipping boy now or the workhorse now that everyone else is gone. So uh, you, you do you listen to uh, last podcast pretty much every week still. I try to catch them. Yeah. So, so, did yeah, I watch. I listened to it quite a bit. Did you listen to the Black Plague one? Yes, I did. Okay, so the one, the most interesting thing that I heard about that that I think we kind of witnessed is, and they mentioned this that after things like the Black Plague or like whatever plagues throughout history, um, and obviously COVID nineteen is what it happening now. After it kind of like comes down. Uh, people really engorge themselves and like spend a lot of money. Did you notice yep. like that literally happened and still kind of is happening? And I guarantee Christmas, uh, at least in America, 
is probably going to be a high, high, high spending year. Yeah. Well, from what I've heard, it's called like trauma buying. Basically, yeah. everyone's just trying to, you know, heal the wounds that have been created through COVID, like and the, you know, the lockdowns and the stress and everything through buying shit. Oh, there's been a lot of buying shit on like Amazon. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of online shopping and shit. And that was like also boredom. A lot of bored people just yeah. sitting at home buying shit on Amazon. But I thought you were going to mention about basically how the poor people kind of took it back from the rich during, like after the the plague. I mean, uh, you know, I'm always in the uh, corner that America is so wildly out of control, like... <laughs> In the in the capitalism department, that the workers almost need to regain the power. Well, I don't think they've ever really had much of the power. This is probably the most power that the workers have ever had. But right? I'm, I, I, what I'm saying is, there's certainly points throughout history where the wealthy got desperate enough, or whatever, fell apart, and then the it's slow. It like things I've noticed is like. The rich people or wealthy people will never go away, but their power is so low, it takes them a long time to get back up there. And in the okay. meantime, like the workers are, the gap between the wages is a lot narrower, but then eventually it gets like an accordion, just keeps getting spread out further, further, yep. and further, and further. Uh, so it's like, it takes a long time to get there. Yeah, the problem too is, it's the situation is... Normally, something that's good for the poor is bad for the rich. The problem that we have nowadays is the rich have smartened up so much on how to manipulate things, how to keep their fingers on all the little buttons and triggers. That Remember the Reddit thing when they were basically trying to keep GameStop alive? You remember that? Yeah, uh, I remember ago? that. So basically what happened is all of these super rich people were losing all of that money. But then they just kind of figured out a way to put their finger on it so that instead of all these poor people making the money, everything stopped. And then the money just flowed right back into their pockets. I, I vividly remember when that happened because I was watching a news segment and they were interviewing the guy. I think it was called the Robin Hood app or something like that, that yeah. the people were like doing all the shit. And he straight up asked the guy, he's like, how come all of a sudden it just like shut off and nobody was allowed to do anything anymore? Uh, and he was basically saying like some very, very, very powerful people who were hidden in the shadows had some way of doing this and manipulating it to stop uh, the hemorrhaging. Yeah. Like basically I the hemorrhaging being the money flowing from the rich people back you know, the actual trickle down yeah, and, and actually coming, you know, go, the money going where it was supposed to, you know, where it should be going because of what was happening. They stopped that. And then the money just kind of came back. It's like, oh, so all trading, buying and selling isn't happening. No, no, no. You can still sell, but you can't buy anymore. So all of a sudden the stock just drops and drops because everyone's selling now and no one can buy. Yeah. So. It's, I don't know. That's, uh, I don't know. That's kind of, uh, it's kind of a scary <laughs> no. thing. There's... As long as you remember, as long as you remember the rules, basically rule number one is it's capitalism for the poor and socialism for the rich. So for the, if you're poor, there's a pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, mentality thrown against you. But if you're already rich, 
then the base, the government's basically just going to be there to help you out. They're always going to pull out the fucking net for you. So you don't crash too hard. You know, uh, you know what? I, uh, I actually love that quote and it probably is <laughs> a prime example of why those rich people like that scare <laughs> if they love socialism because or whatever, taking advantage of it like that. Um, but yet they preach how scary it is to the poor people. Interesting cycle there, Phil. Yeah, they always praise capitalism until they need socialism. <laughs> Just like with the bailouts back in 2008. It, before that, it was all capitalism, capitalism. Uh, I'm so great. I made all this money. And then all of a sudden they lose it all. And they're like, um, government, give me my money back. Like, Oh, sorry. I lost all my money at the casino. Government, give me my money back. And then the bailout, here you go, all the rich people. And then the poor people come back and are like, well, what about my house? I lost my house because of all of them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, they... sorry, capitalism. <laughs> Pull yourself up you by gotta, your bootstraps. You gotta... You're lazy, by the way. <laughs> work harder, you bum. Uh, yeah, work harder. You guys are bums. Look at you. You're homeless, you bum. Remember that, I was it ING, where they got all that money and then they found out all the executives used it for like pay raises and vacations gave themselves bonuses yeah they're like well look at how good we did on the books and it's like the books were basically because the government injected all that money you know into your company that's how your books look so good they're like oh well look at the books we did really well we gave ourselves bonuses of course you know ah uh, yeah i i hate it uh i think just recently big news came out china Far surpassed or far surpassed the United States now, I think, financially. Oh, well, I imagine. I mean, it's uh, on like how much money they have or how well their GDP is doing. Yeah, their like, GDP on a per sorry. quarter basis. Their GDP finally surpassed U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard that that wasn't supposed to happen until like 2040. But I, I can imagine with all this COVID shit. And, you know, the shutdown and everything that they can, you know, that they passed us by. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that'll they'll maintain that. But yeah, I don't. I do not know. Uh, actually, we're going to close out here. A uh, few parting messages. Watch the last week tonight about Taiwan. Very interesting with uh, oh, speaking of China there. I did watch that one. That was a good one. Yeah. Basically how they're not allowed to. No media outlet is allowed to use the word Taiwan or claim that they're their own country. And the reason I remember that is because I was looking at our uh, podcast statistics, right? And yeah. they have a big map of the world and you can see the countries and who listens and whatever. Uh, did not have Taiwan on there. I think it was just part of China. Yeah, I, I think I've seen that too. On a, a lot of maps, you'll see Taiwan is just kind of part of China, just sitting down there. That's so. uh, that's very weird. Okay, last piece of advice I'm going to give everybody. Uh, get your Christmas shopping done way ahead of time because I can tell you shipping is already getting fucked up. So you better order shit ahead of time. Yeah, or just, you know, maybe go to stores and do nah. all that stuff. Nah, fuck that. Fuck Black mom, Friday. Mom and Pops. Okay, Mom and, mom and pops. pops, yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Mom and Pops. Uh, honestly, they also offer shipping as well. But uh, anyway, guys, we will return next week with, I don't even know what we're going to be talking about. I'm sure it's going to be good, possibly a little controversial because <laughs> Phil's doing it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, they made it this long. Spear of Destiny. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> folks. <laughs>